Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, hello and welcome to the KBJ after the share podcast. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. That's it. Very impressive day for World Record Wednesday today. We believe Jaber may have got himself a world record 98 pieces of candy corn he fit in his mouth with his lips touching, closed fully at the end. The previous world record they claim was, what, like 93? Yes, sir. That was impressive. Yeah, so we need to uh, follow through. And at least to that side, it wasn't Guinness, but it was another site that does records. We need to at least submit this uh, video to them and be like, hey, bitch. We beat whoever your clown was that had it going. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was two athletes pushing each other <laughs> to the brink. Virginia did amazing. She I'm did. sticky and bitchy. Look, man, <laughs> I tell you what, you better pack a fucking lunch when you challenge the witch on certain challenges. She gets that look in her eye. She's good at them them long challenges. She, it's kind of like the, the, the bending on the knees or bending on the rice challenge with our knees. That was... Mm-hmm. You had that was painful. That was painful, long endurance, and you beat my ass, and I ended up going to the hospital. <laughs> she put a lot into it, yeah. From rice. I was in the same position for an hour, dog. Yeah. Pretty I, impressive. I rice hard. <laughs> you too. Both of us are crazy. See, that's what it is. Both of us are competitive. Strong will. Crazy. Strong-willed, don't know when the good sensibility inside of you tells you to walk away. The other one that was insane was when me and Kevin did the pepper chicken, where we just kept eating pepper yeah, after pepper. Yeah, I tapped pepper. out because I saw you weren't going to back out. But you went hard. <laughs> you went far into the thing, too, though. We went a long time until you finally tapped out. I knew somebody was getting <laughs> hospitalized if I didn't. I could, we were I at that point. I had to go to work the next day. Yeah, that was rough. You Both of you were like changing colors. Yeah, oh, I was. I, I was dizzy. I thought I was going to pass out. I, th- I thought I was going to have a seizure or something. I think you can pass out and all that kind of stuff. That That is a byproduct of getting too much spice. Those kind of things can't happen. Gosh, I remember how terrible I felt. That was rough. What what pepper was that? Do you remember? That was a Scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet. Yeah, it was we, it was hardcore. We were in double digits. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty <laughs> insane. Pepper chicken. Pepper chicken. 
Oh, it's yeah. chicken because one person does it and the other person has to take a bite. And then the other yeah. person, we weren't putting it on like chicken meat. No, no. They were just going bite for bite, just raw pepper. See who would uh, fold first. Right. Like when you're playing a game of chicken and you're chicken. just <laughs> driving at each other and he's going to be the first one to run off the road. That was a fucking insane bit. That was. Yeah. Thank goodness Kevin quit, because you wouldn't have quit until you fell out. Especially back You'd then. You'd have been uh, just... on another gurney and another EMS. <laughs> <laughs> they did start getting pissed off. I was going to the ER too much. They didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. The, the bills are starting to rack up a bit. Well, uh, here would be a world record attempt. It's tied around spice, and it could also be sexy. Says an Ontario Canada couple ate spicy peppers and then locked lips for more than 15 minutes to break the Guinness World Record for the longest habanero pepper kiss. To comply, they each had to eat a habanero and then start kissing within 30 seconds. Huh. Are we talking with some tongue? I think it was just a kiss. Didn't say anything about tongue. It just said locked lips. No, no tongue. If you want a tongue, go on ahead. That's extracurricular. Get suits, baby. <laughs> I've had enough. Give you the week off. Give me the week off. My mouth is all stretched out. Ay, ay, ay. It's either Kevin, Denny's, yeah. or suits. All right. That's right. <laughs> something, something to keep in the uh, back of your head there. That could be a fun one for a live show, maybe. For, oh, there oh, you go. Oh, that is yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. I uh, got some emails here. Uh, one of them starts off with a very popular subject line. Virginia is wrong. Whatever. We were talking about the best sandwiches at uh, restaurants the yes. other day, and one of them uh, included Capicola. And uh, Virginia said, oh, that's a gabagool. And I was like, well, it's spelled a odd way. The email from Jeremy says, uh, Virginia's wrong. Capicola, also known as gabagool. So that is true, but they are spelled two different ways. Gabagool is G-A-B-A-G-O-O-L. I know that asshole. <laughs> I don't think they're spelled the same way, you dipshit. See? You do got some Italian in you. That's, <laughs> that's when you like walk up to the counter at Publix, that's why I said don't order it, because it's spelled entirely different. But if you're like authentic Italian, you know it's called a gabagool. That's a, hey, pass the fucking spaghetti, you fuck face. Come on. <laughs> the fuck is this guy's name? Come on. Come on, you meatball face. Come on. Give me his name, Kevin. I already did, but you weren't listening. Oh. Give me his name, where his mother live, where his uncle live. <laughs> we got a request to sit down with this asshole. <laughs> Need a little face-to-face. She, she's just kidding. She, she's really sweet in person. <laughs> I don't know. You're fucking insane in person, actually. <laughs> oh, you're one to talk. So who's at the live show on Saturday? They go, yeah, she's insane. Some people in the chat room were saying, as I remember, Virginia straight up said that that was how you spell gabagool. No, it's spelled capicola, and it's pronounced, if you're authentic, gabagool. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna go I in? know it's different. It's spelled different. I you, never said it was spelled the same. You're going to go into the chat room now? I'm just telling you what I said. I'll fight all of y'all. <laughs> and bring mm. your mama. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're just trying to get this set straight. <laughs> Okay, I know yeah. how it's said and spelled. But also, too, her MO is to also double down and sometimes triple down when she's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to make Whatever. of this guy. So you don't know. I am not wrong. Well, I, I, I'm I, a shitty Italian. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a better Italian than he is, and I have zero Italian in me. Uh, Vanessa in Fort Lauderdale said uh, Jaybird had mentioned the... <laughs> Sorry, 
It's not disruptive at all. Could you hear that? Sorry. <laughs> I might be wrong, but he's a bit killer. As you were, Kevin. I apologize. By the way, uh, the Marconi nominations did come out. We were not accepted again. Damn it. Yeah. Shocking. I know. It's crazy. Another, another year that, that drought continues. Uh, they're talking about the uh, art festival. Jaybird mentioned at the marina showcasing the famous grouper dogs. Well, as you know, Sailfish Marina had co-owners Bruce and Carolyn Witherspoon, and on festival nights, they would shut the restaurant down and serve their version of fish and chips. My boyfriend is Carolyn's son, Steve, and he would serve the grouper dogs during the shows. Well, Miss Carolyn and Bruce, they both passed away years ago, but hearing about Jaybird remembering those beloved dogs brought something back to Steve, and now he's going to make a comeback to the South Florida scene with the grouper dog. Look at this. Wow. I love it. How about that? It sounds delicious. You never know. An inspiration will just kick you right in the nards. Grouper dogs coming back. Grouper dogs were big. Yeah. My brother loved them. Did, I, I huh? love yes. fish and I love dogs, so it's everything I love. My family was a big kind of like a hot doggy dog, any kind of dog type of a family. They, my mom, my mom loved hot dogs. She did, huh? Yeah, I know okay. the grouper dogs are different. Don't send me an email. <laughs> I don't, don't want to yell at you like Virginia did. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got uh, Marius who uh, sent a suggestion for a pizza place for your bird to review. Nancy's Pizza and Stewart. It's located right by Canner Highway in US One. One of the best pizzas I've ever tried. Man, I tell you what, Stewart and Port St. Lucie and Jensen area. Y'all got a lot of pizza places, mm-hmm. or at least it seems like a lot of pizza places. Because I maybe it's untapped lot, horizons it for you, so it's like oh, wow, a whole new world. So it seems like they've got a lot of pizza places. Meanwhile, they have probably regular. It's just for me, they have regular per capita, yeah, based on the population. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, this from Pedro. He said, uh, "I have a question for Jaybird." How far would you be willing to go just for pizza? Would you go to Homestead or Pensacola? Yeah, I would because I I feel like it would help. It, it would be part of our job here. It's morning show kind of content. I, I think that would be a fun assignment. I like going on assignments like that. When we did the thing up in Orlando for the, the burgers between White Castle and Crystal. Yeah. That's fun to me. Traveling for on assignment, I love that. I'm yeah. so happy you love the Crystal Burger better than the White Castle because that's the way I've always felt in my heart. The White Castle is a little armpitty. It just it's good. Mm, yeah. It tastes good, but if you kind of get close to it, it smells, it smells like, like an armpit yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. still good. Right, it's the way they do them onions. It, it's the onion. The onion makes it very. But B-O-like. the Crystal has the onions too. How do they not make it armpitty? I don't know if. Crystals did have onions. I think Virginia's wrong again. I could, I could be wrong. I don't Uh-oh. know. I don't want to get into Uh-oh. it. You're right. I, I don't know for sure. But but it was an arm pity. There, mm. was, there was tumbleweeds in the crystal parking lot, and it was kind of dirty. Really? It was, it was, yeah, it was not a clean crystals. And the White Castle gets all the shine. Had all the people were at the White Castle. The White Castle was fucking insane on a Saturday. It looked like a theme park. Mm-hmm. It says the Crystal Burgers onions are tiny, but bursting with beef flavor, I while love, the White Castle's onions are larger and bland. I love Crystal. Crystal's a little bit more McDonald's-like, and when uh, White Castle's very just B.O. Crystal uses dehydrated onions reconstituted in beef broth. Oh. 
And that's the secret to how the Crystal Burger recipe packs so much beefy taste into such a tiny beef patty. Soak me in your beef broth. There is a lot of people that use the David Lee broth for their types <laughs> of... They use it in their fries. I know McDonald's is like a, a beef froth. Okay. What? Froth. He's all excited. Froth, you're yeah. actually frothing. <laughs> and you're having he trouble is. speaking. So many food thoughts at once. (laughs) Got a lot of it. Um, I don't know if uh, you are into the beefy crunch burrito at Taco Bell, but they're bringing it back. You're upset that it disappeared. Maybe you didn't notice. Taco Bell is like that girl you date that's always playing mind games with you. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm staying. I'm here. What are you, cupcake? Yeah, don't keep taking away shit. Don't do that. You don't like nice. the new strategy they have? It's not nice. It's not my that I, I do not like that strategy. Mm-hmm. As a person who loves that kind of food, fuck that. And I don't know, but my guess would be people get excited about it. It's, it's kind of like one of those things that it's it's unique. You don't do it all the time. And when you do, it's special. And then when it's not as special and your enthusiasm wanes and you've had it, then we pull it out. And then at some point we'll bring it back. When we feel like you miss it. That's th- the strategy. I think sometimes they get lost in social media stuff and numbers thinking that audience, because people get excited on social media. But they do get a pop for it when it comes back because people are like, oh, my gosh, it's back, the Beefy Crunch Burrito. And, you know, we talk about it. And then people run out because they heard it mentioned. And then it gets a spike. And then when people are like, oh, okay, yeah, actually, it's kind of shitty. And then they stop getting it again. <laughs> Then they wait another couple of years and they bring it back and we do the same cycle over and over again. And I, I, you're right, but I also think there's another thing that goes on. People like myself who get sick and tired of it. I've I've stopped kind of going to Taco Bell because of it. I'm, I, I've gone to Taco Bell and I wanted to order something that's not there, and that's happened to me more than three times. I don't know. I, you're losing people like me as well. So I guess you're gaining, but you're losing. Okay. Such is life. Such is life. Okay. Uh, got uh, an email here from Panchita. U.S. citizens are going to need a v- visa to travel to Europe starting in the year 2024. So if you've seen something on TikTok, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to pop over to Europe real quick. A visa? A visa, yeah. You're going to have to go and get a uh, pre-approval from the European Travel Information and author- Authorization System. It goes for summer jet setters from the U.S., before tickets, lodging, and reservations of a trendy hotspot you saw on TikTok, you're going to need to submit your application for about 8 bucks and then get approved. So there you go. It's kind of like uh, such as a passport or, well, personal information, education level, current occupation, anticipation, trip details, and any other criminal convictions will need to be provided. So do you still need a passport and then now you also need a visa? It it does appear that way. While most applications are processed within minutes, some take longer to yield a decision, and the European Union advises visitors to apply well in advance. Huh. Yeah, so looks like uh, a spontaneous trip to Europe may not happen. You'll just have to uh, take another step. You should have to go on YouTube to get it done. Look at some 8K footage. Evidence? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to go over there. You got to watch it on your TV. Yeah. But believe it or not, some of that 8K footage is nice to watch on your TV. If you can, if you can mentally get there, if you act like you're, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's not the same. No, it's not. I know that. 
But mm-hmm. if you got to, you know. We've pretend. been talking about going to Italy. Would you rather go on your TV or in person? I mean, obviously, I would like to go in person because I want to try that Italian pizza. I know you do. I want to try all kinds of stuff. I want to walk through this cobblestone streets and try everything. I want to eat every Italian pie possible. I want to eat all kinds of homemade pastas and salads. I want to sip on their wine. Mm. I want to soak it in. I want to get an Italian shirt. I want to see the architecture. I want to chug Italian wine from an Italian wine bottle jug. I want to watch you go to second base with an Italian woman in the corner of a restaurant. I would like it. (laughs) As I cheer you on. Uh, Are we still on? (laughs) Are we still on the air? I saw today that uh, they're talking about uh, Italy's on fire like everywhere else. Crazy hot there. Are you at all nervous about the, the one report I, I saw mm-hmm. was kind of it just was a little alarming a little and, ominous. And, and how they were talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's stuff that we got to look at without a doubt. Um, you know, we've got to start to. Figuring some things out. I, I think that this is, you know, one of those years where people try to, you know, kick the can down the road and not pay that much attention. But, you know, you're going to have to start uh, developing new things. I think that, the, you know, our brightest minds are going to start looking to say, okay, how are we going to cool things down? And we need uh, new technologies and try to figure out what's uh, going on. We got to figure out how to maybe get some carbon out of the air and, you know, fix a few things and cool the planet down a bit. Air conditioned panties. Ooh, tell I me, would buy those. Tell me that wouldn't play. Air conditioning, I think the, the things that get the hottest on me are my feet, my cooch, what? and my head. Yeah. So if I had like a head, vagina, and foot fan, a co- I'd be good. A, a cooch? A, look, a private... A yeah. private I don't know if I'm standing would... behind you, though, if I want your cooch here blowing in my face. <laughs> I don't know. That would actually. Whatever. I have the freshest, most sweet-smelling cooch air. <laughs> <laughs> you would be honored to smell this Oh, my cooch. gosh. What, is, what <laughs> is that smell? <laughs> the, uh, the arrogance. Uh, it smells like cotton candy. Uh. Good times and rainbows. Virginia, excuse me. I don't want to sound forward, but you have the best-smelling cooch air. I mean, the fucking air gets I know, over right? here. Good gosh. You're flying cooch air. Yeah. But Anna said up. just don't get your lips caught in the fan. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> you, you know when you put the baseball card in the spokes of your bicycle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that sound? Oh, you'll hear me. If oh. my if my pussy lip gets caught in the fan, I will be screaming. Yeah, Joe tells me she's got loud pussy lips, Kev. <laughs> to match the ones upstairs. Whatever. I'm high and tight. <laughs> it's a little kid riding their bike. <laughs> what do I hear? <laughs> she's got that high and tight. Oh, here we go again. High and tight. Yeah, yeah. This cookie don't Sh- droop. Short cookie over here. Short, short, short cookie. cookie. Short cookie Sinicky. We know. We've yeah. heard the rumors. Yeah. <laughs> but to her point, the the cooch air that would it would probably do well in the fetish world. Oh if, yeah, you spray if, that around the house. If yeah. somebody, if you had women with a fan in their private, and a guy could bend over or a woman could bend over and get the air in their face. Better than the vagina candle that came out. People would people would goop. pay for that. People would be into it. Okay. How much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fundraising for this trip to Italy with my friend Jaybird. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've heard it smells amazing, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, Nell sent an email. So my family and I are going to Nashville as part of my daughter's graduation celebration from Florida State next week. And we'd like to have some recommendations on what are some fun things to do and see as Virginia's recommendation. We are staying at the graduate hotel and I made a reservation at the white limousine for dinner. We like uh, unique speakeasies and like to get our drinks on. If you are a, a pool person, make a reservation at the white limousine private pool. You have to have a reservation. It's like 50 bucks a person, but it's so fun. So worth it. Love that. To speak easy? No, no, no. It's a a pool. It's a rooftop pool. You would hate it. Okay. Rooftop. It's very high. Yeah, you don't like that rooftop pool. You got to go to Big Machine Distillery and go see Colin Ralston. Mm -hmm. He gives a great tour. The kid is so smart, so informed, and just a joy. Mm -hmm. He leads a great tour, and you will be fucked up. I I got that uh, smart kid right here. You sample everything. Hello, Hello, Colin. (laughs) Hello. Listen to that, uh, boy. Listen to that raving review Virginia's giving you about uh, your distillery tour. Intro. Hey, Colin. Hello, Virginia. Long time no see. I know. How you been? Oh, I've been out here giving my tours, tearing up the town. I love it. Now, tell me, because, you know, uh, your mom and I, we went, we crashed down Nashville, and uh, what we did was we did the typical, we did Broadway, we hit one side of Broadway one day, we hit the other side the next, and then what you had said, Virginia, the graduate, there are some bars, I think they're uh, Vanderbilt bars, they're not uh, too far away um, from where you had stayed there. The graduate, yeah, is not close to Broadway. Yeah, so to me, I noticed it seemed like there were little pockets to go check out. And right. when you went down by the graduate, uh, there was some place like, I think it was like uh, Dogwood, Nashville, Losers, Grill, Distillery, all those kind of places. There's kind of like a little pocket that uh, we had gone to that was pretty awesome. Um, now, Colin, what would you say? I don't know how, you know, what parts of town you're hitting and what's going on. It sounds like you're kind of going to more of the locals kind of bar. So what would you say if somebody was coming into Nashville, what would you tell them to go, Colin? Yeah. Yeah, me and my friends try to stray away from Broadway as much as we can. I will say Broadway's worth checking out, 100%. Like, great little, like, if you're visiting the city, 100% worth it. Like, it's really, really cool, honestly. But if you are looking to get away from, like, all those big Broadway bars, Mm -hmm. um, 
I will say, number one, like off Broadway, there's uh, like a cool little strip called Printer's Alley, and it's literally like right off Broadway. I, I don't even know exactly how to get to it, but it's there. You can like look it up. Um, and I know they have like some really cool spots just in terms of dives. Um, there's Bourbon Street Blues. Um, there's a place called Fleet Street. That's the that's the bar that I typically go to off um, Printer's Alley. Um, there's also a burlesque club over there. I think it, it, it's called Dirty Little Secret. Um, if you want something a little more, uh, I, I haven't been there, so I actually don't know what their show entails, but mm-hmm. I, I, I know that's pretty cool. Um, honestly, though, there is another place I went to. I, I usually try to go to like East Nashville. East Nashville is like, those are like the, the bars that I typically. That's a little bit more chill though. That's going to be kind of like yeah. the local stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, me and my friends, we don't like, we don't like those big, big old crowds. I also just hate waiting in a line. That's like, yeah. I think that's something I, I think I've gotten that from mom. I can't, I just don't like waiting in a line where I know I don't have to. Yeah. Um, but as far as East Nashville goes, I mean, there's, this one place I actually just found called Dino's, um, D-I-N-O, okay. apostrophe S. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it was on, like, diners, what, what is it? Dri- diners, diners, drive-ins, 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 dives. And dives, yeah. And, yeah, okay. I, I, I butchered that, but, yeah. They, apparently that was on that. So, it, and I went, it's, that's a really, really cool dive. Um, and it literally, it is a, it's a, it's a diner and a dive. You can get some really, like, cheap, good greasy food there or you can get like a nice little drink out of a plastic cup um dino's is highly recommended as far as i'm concerned okay um in that same area rosemary and beauty queen is probably one of my favorite bars around here okay um and they're like a little bit more of like a bougie vibe they have like really really nice like cocktails so if you want like a like a like a bougie craft cocktail experience mm-hmm. highly recommend like rosemary and beauty queen that's like right up the street from dino's okay um hey, really can, anywhere east nashville can east you tell nashville, me like uh yeah the the gulch area your mom and i had gone to the gulch and it was kind of a cool little thing they had um the pub nashville they had a bar louie and uh the one place did you tell me about the peg leg porker virginia nashville oh that that's was the great barbecue place. food yeah. yeah it's kind of a rundown cool mm. little place but uh that was uh kind of neat and then they have some uh, other places they have hattie's hot chicken or something like that and oh, then hattie yeah hattie bees yeah that's kind of one of the local places in nashville to go check out right for that hot chicken yeah yeah hattie bees is definitely a good place to check out if you want like if you really want that Nashville hot chicken experience, like Hattie B's definitely uh, okay. a staple, I feel like. And then I saw um, a massive line out of a place called Biscuit Love, I think it was. Biscuit Love? I don't actually know if I've been to Biscuit Love. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, though. Okay. All right, so yeah, so that um, that was it. And then there's another place called the Bluebird Cafe, which that's kind of a staple if you want to go see songwriters and stuff like that, country music-wise. That's a good hangout. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know even like towards that area too. Like there's, I, I think it's like near the Gulch. You also have a couple good distilleries out there. Honestly, um, obviously, I mean Big Machine, you know, plug. But um, there's also like Nelson Greenbrier and Corsair Distillery. Those are like really cool spots. And okay, I don't know if 
I mean, if, if Porsche there is probably more the spot to go if you want to like sit down and drink. Greenbrier okay. is more like a feels a little bit like a museum, honestly. Okay, from the guy who lives there. When are you uh, working again, Colin? Oh, I work this weekend. Um, actually, I don't know exactly what day, <laughs> but um, I I'll, I'll be I, I'm there pretty much every weekend. It's, okay. Some, right. some semblance of Thursday to Sunday. Um, depends how it breaks down. Okay. Just ask for Colin when you go into Big Machine. All right, bud. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, I hope I give some good recommendations here. No doubt. I'm trying to scribble them all down. So <laughs> you can show yeah, me personally sorry. when we I get there. Rapid fire. It's all good. All good. All right, bud. Love you much. I uh, love you too, Dad. Have a great podcast, everyone. Aww. Aww. Good hearing from you, bud. Uh, what a sweet go. kid. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good dude. So there you go. Solid recommendations. Biscuit Love sounds like a, a video <laughs> someone would make inappropriately. That yeah. sounds like a girl that you would want to date. Her name is Biscuit Love. Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. Bird, I'm Biscuit Love. Oh, she yeah. wears like a like, like a biscuits over her titties? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I do love biscuit love. She has gravy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josie was asking, is Nashville just country music, or do they also have a uh, jazz or anything else? Yeah, it's it's actually it's really kind of a movie cap or uh, music cap. And I know uh, the guys in the Black Keys, they live in Nashville now. Uh, Jack White lives in Nashville. So it's not just uh, country people. They They do have a pretty good, I think, alternative. Just if you do performance music. Yeah. It seems to be big. People who play guitars. In fact, you go into some of those honky-tonks, and you'll have rock bands. It's a sing-for-your-supper kind of town. It is. It's just these are people who actually play musical instruments, and the, the talent in that city is unbelievable. I love it. Yeah. We need places like that in the yeah, world. Yeah, no doubt. It, it truly is Music City. Uh, let me see here. A couple other uh, emails. Uh, one, this is a good little insight. Jesse, on partners being honest about your appearance or weight. We're talking about the BB Rexa putting her ex boyfriend on blast uh, for what he had said. Uh, apparently, she was saying that he was chastising her weight, but the message he sent didn't sound that bad that she it's, put out. It sounded like she calls him chubby too. Like yeah, it's, it's it, like, yeah, it, it was it was fuzzy. Failed to hit the mark. Yeah. for me. Uh, she said, listen to that segment on Tuesday about your partner's appearance. Wait, when they ask, my husband has a really good tactic of handling this. I'm pretty petite, 5'4", 125, 130-ish. Uh, but I've had two kids and my body's changed and I'm creating some new insecurities now and I'm still figuring out what style of clothes work on my new, quote, mom bod. So when I try something, I don't ask if I look fat because that's a negative internal uh, narrative that I battled since I was young. So I try to combat that with something more positive. Instead, I ask, how do I look or what do you think of this outfit? And my husband, if he isn't a fan, he'll simply just ask, what else you got? Signaling that the outfit isn't flattering and I should try something else. And on the flip side, sometimes I'll ask, well, what's something I've worn recently that you love? And he'll recall an outfit where he thought I was looking fine. So it works for us, and to Virginia's point, it makes it more about the clothes rather than my body. Yes. Make it about the dress. Don't make it about the woman. Guys, it's crazy how many people struggle with their weight, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a big part of it in their life it is for their struggling. It's a big thing that they're constantly going through mentally. Yeah. With their weight. It is. You having a moment? No, I just, (laughs) I, 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 I get... 
I, I, we see emails like that all the time. I know my family's like that. They, it's normal. Weight has always been a theme in my family since I was a little kid. We love food, but we also want to fit in our clothes, too. So you're constantly trying to battle. It's a catch-22. It, it is, but I, I think some people struggle with it, with it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. But I think everyone on this fucking... Anybody does. I think it's just a human thing. It is. You're right. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie said, uh, this is in reference to the parent that was calling about their 10-year-old that was having the recurring nightmares and having a hard time sleeping. She could also try guided meditations for sleep that can uh, play while she's sleeping. An Insight Timer is a great meditation app that has guided meditation options for kids as well. Worth a try for them. I'm a big fan of guided meditations because it really does kind of paint by numbers for you. It makes it easier. Mm-hmm. I- I'm a fan. That's yeah. a good idea. I did some of that guided breathing stuff on YouTube, and that really does calm me. And I'll tell you this: don't stop breathing. Yeah, because then you'll die. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tip. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. No, don't stop doing <laughs> doing those exercises because the more you do it, the better. You have to do it every day. It's kind of like flossing your teeth to really kind of get the benefits. All that meditation. It's a change of life. Really, if you want to see the benefits, every nobody can really do meditation the first three weeks they're doing it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pedro said, I was watching the ATS and you guys were talking about aliens. And uh, I just wanted to comment that aliens are not real because it's not biblical. In other words, Jesus died for our sins here on Earth. So that would mean that he would have to die for them, too. So it's not biblical. Um, you know, I, I've heard, uh, grew up in the church, and <laughs> oh, I've uh, seen okay. those kind of <laughs> arguments. Uh, you know, I, I think that there are some people that they're, they're very literal in the fact that the fact that aliens aren't necessarily by name called out in the Bible that they can't exist. But there are references in the Bible to what a lot of people deem to have been references to alien sightings even then. And just because Jesus didn't say, I'm dying for you and you and all humanity and the guys in the, you know, I I don't think that that necessarily means. So to me, I've heard that before. I don't believe that way. Uh, I think that's a very literal transition. Respectfully, too. And my just. It's, it's just the truth. Not everyone believes the Bible either. So that you're yeah. coming from your own perspective. You're, no doubt. And that's the person that, who emailed yeah. is thinking the Bible. That's the narrow point of view that you're saying it's the end all be all book of truth. There are still other ways to look at the Bible that way. And it's kind of like you set any object in a room and you walk around it and see it from different sides. That's really how a lot of people view the Bible. You may be staying in a different part of the room, and you may see it differently than somebody standing on the other side of the room. Yeah, I'm not trying to start a holy war. I just, not. <laughs> there, there's some people that just don't, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to believe what the Bible says. Well, my mom was more literal like that. I remember when we went to the Museum of Natural History in New York City with the uh, twins, Colin and Caitlin, when they were young, and uh, my mom was like, oh, this dinosaur stuff's not real. And she had that because dinosaurs aren't mentioned in the Bible. I'm like, you know, mom, that's... Mom, keep it down. Yeah, very literal. Was, yeah, it was. It, Everybody's it, looking at us. It really was. Well, she was, you know, kind of. I'm like, can we just not hear? You know? <laughs> can we just, just the not, Can we just folks. look at the damn dinosaurs and just keep walking? <laughs> you know? Do we have to fight about the dinosaurs? Say, like, dinosaurs are not real. Everyone does that thing in the movie where everyone looks over at your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Colin sent me uh, his list. If you didn't get all that, I'll uh, take it. I'll post it on our social. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Such a good kid. Well, yeah, and, and you know, keep in mind he's he's more of uh kind of like on the on the hipster part and they're going to go more to the locals kind of bars. So if you do go there or say you have a 4 or 5 day trip, I could see getting burnt on Broadway. Yes, you go to Broadway like once or twice. That's what we did. Yeah. We went once and we were like, "All right, we're good." <laughs> That's it. That's all we need of Broadway. It is. It's once you kind of had the taste, you're like, well, we're going back again tomorrow and the next night and the night after. Because you now, have that Broadway high. Because you're, yeah, you're, we yeah. just got, we're going to keep going every single night. Me and my sister, we loved Broadway at like 11 a.m. Sister. Yeah. If you go early, I think it's fun. I think we are all early dogs. I think we like getting all the, the fun stuff out early. And they still have like great live entertainment that starts at. 11 a.m. I was shocked how many people, how many places had a kick-ass musical group performing at 11 a.m. You know, I, I don't hate a daytime movie either. I don't either. I love starting at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Get that little brunch mimosa in Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the way we do it. That's what we did. My gosh, the Queen and I, we were out Bloody Marys in the morning, uh, pretty much on the strip by 10 and, I don't want to be out there at, and, t- at 10 p.m. No. when the line is 87,000 guys it deep. We didn't, we didn't have the lines. We, we went into every place. And I think, you know, because we were staying at the Gaylord while we were there, I think we were back at our hotel by 6, 7 p.m. every night. And then they have bars there. And we go have, you know, uh, wrap it up with a little bit of wine and then go to bed. Boom. It's awesome. Yeah. That's how I do. Can I guess what, what you saw on Broadway? Because I, I don't know. What do you mean? Guess what I saw? Didn't you? Didn't you go on Broadway to see a uh, play? That's Broadway in New York, you knucklehead. Well, okay, never it's mind. Broadway in Nashville. Oh, okay, but yeah, you can. I did go to a Broadway <laughs> play in New York City. Can I guess? Yeah, you saw Rent. No. Okay, Wicked. No. Wicked. Wicked. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> Baseball. Damn Yankees. Very good, Virginia. You know uh, baseball. That's fucked up. Congratulations. Hey, I, I, I hate when Virginia ends up winning. It was Jaybird's game, and you came what right in and won. Hey, when you win my game. Gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was sold. They call me a fucking 1920s knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really hurt me there by calling me a knucklehead. <laughs> my insults match my age. Knucklehead. Yep. I do like that insult. There you go. Winning. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for today. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to the front end of the Broadway. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> I heard Kevin say Broadway. He's like talking about New York. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was looking at the chat. We can talk about Broadway and West Palm Beach and have a discussion about hookers. Hey. And crack. There you go. <laughs> y'all have a good day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>